What's up, everybody? Yo, yo, welcome back. Roots to Grooves, you know it. Yeah. What's your name? My name this week is <laughs> Jay Purcell. Oh. Yeah. We both got these J names. I'm Jesse. Yeah. And uh, here we are. Another week. Yeah. Another new artist. Love it. Uh, this is my pick of the week. We're talking about Grizzly Bear. Yeah. Not the huge menacing fish-eating mammal. Not like uh, but the a, band. another artist we talked about, Bonobo. When you search oh. these things, you just have a... <laughs> You end up reading a Wikipedia page about a random animal. Yeah. <laughs> Which is in itself a fun uh, side exploration. I'll, I'll find yeah. myself like, I guess I'm just reading about bears for a little while before I get yeah. to research. Find yourself in a, a YouTube hole looking at bears or something yeah. like that. I don't know. Which, which I totally recommend. <laughs> All y'all out there, just watch some animal videos. Yeah. You know, put on some good music mm-hmm. and then watch some you know animal videos on silent. Yeah. yeah. Love it. And go. then watch him with the sound. Watch him, David Attenborough. Yeah. He's a national treasure. He's an international treasure. International treasure, yeah. But we're talking about Grizzly Bear the Band, based out of Brooklyn, New York. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a four-piece. Yeah. Started as like a one-piece. Yeah. With uh, Ed Drost, mm-hmm. I believe. Drosty. Drosty, I think I've Is heard that... it pronounced, yeah. Okay. Or Drosty. 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 Yeah. That's, that's what I would call him. Yeah. If I knew him. Hey, Drosty. Hey, hey, Drosty. <laughs> Um, but yeah, yeah, yeah. So they're basically like a rock band. They're like indie rock, yep. psychedelic folk, mm-hmm. somewhere in there. Psychedelic indie folk alternative. Yeah. Uh, we just played that song um, called "Morning Sun," "Morning View," uh, "Morning Sound," "Morning Sound," "Morning Spelt," as in like you're mourning the death of something. Yeah. So yeah. this is that's off yeah. of um, "Painted Ruins." Yeah. That came out in like 2017 or something like that. Yeah. And. That's where I discovered this band. Actually, even um, Vecca to Mist, the band or the the album before this one came out. Mm-hmm. Those two albums are my you know yeah. genesis to learning about this band. Yeah, there's um, one uh, like real famous song. Is it off of Vecca Timist? Vecca to Mist. Uh, which what are you talking about? Is it Two Weeks? There's a track I heard that was real familiar to me. I think Two Weeks. Yeah, I was yeah. yeah. Put that one on the list for us yeah. to play a little bit later. Yeah. Or whenever you want. But yeah. I, I think it's been used like an Apple commercial or something or something like that or a bunch of things. I wouldn't doubt it at all. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's it's great. And that's a testament to what these guys are able to do mm-hmm. with their kind of indie rock influence yeah. music. It's it's psychedelic. It's it's really lush. Yeah. Um, like good songwriting mixed with good production techniques. Yeah. A lot of cool... They're basically using guitars, bass, drums, and vocals, mm-hmm. and some synths interspersed throughout all their stuff. But they're just really good at coming up with really cool textures yeah. in the the stereo headspace. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, and it's just it's really endlessly interesting. It just feels like you can dig around in the sounds mm-hmm. and hear different things. Like in morning sound, it that sounded like that guitar part is almost like a a trumpet part mm-hmm. or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, with how it's how distorted and overdriven it is Mm -hmm. so i mean just super cool and that's what intrigued me was the the cool chill melodies um i think ed dross does a lot of the singing and then daniel rossin also does vocals Mm -hmm. Um, but all their vocals are really cool yeah um good melodies good songwriting great production textures Mm -hmm. uh, and it makes for an overall powerful experience definitely um they're pretty creative um i'm just trying to i'm just throwing everything out there (laughs) that's that's pretty much my inspiration 
Yeah. Um, what I've learned from them. Yeah. Or about them at least. What What are your initial thoughts? Um, I listened a lot to the first album. Um, first of all, which was called, um, let me just pull it up. The name Horn of Plenty, which came out in two thousand three, self released. I think. Um, it seems. So I think that yeah. was. I think that was almost this. It's exclusively Ed Drosty. Yeah. Um, and also, I think the drummer Chris Bear is on there a little bit. Um, so and some things. Yeah. And it's spelled. His last name is spelled B E A R. No yeah. relation to the band. No relation to the band name. I thought that. I thought that's interesting. Like, yeah. Oh, they <laughs> use his last name. Apparently, uh, the name Grizzly Bear was a nickname of Ed Drosty's ex-boyfriend. Oh, okay. At, at I didn't know that. Time. Yeah. So. so that's kind of interesting. <laughs> okay. There's some connection there. I mean, yeah. isn't bear? It's a term. I think it's a term. (laughs) I don't. I don't want to talk on it. I don't. (laughs) We don't know enough about that. So we'll just leave it at that. Hey, something to write in about if you got a cool fun fact about this. (laughs) Yeah. yeah, And so yeah, I listened to that that first album. It's very chill. Um, It's very acoustic sounding. Mm -hmm. Um, There's a few sparse drums in there here and there from Chris Bear. Um, But yeah, predominantly it was kind of a, a solo effort from mm-hmm. Ed Drosty, who um, after he sort of dropped out, well, I think I don't think he dropped out of college, but he left college and he didn't know what he was going to be doing. Mm-hmm. And uh, he said he dusted off an old guitar, got a crappy mic, started working on things, took him like a year and a half until a point where he said he had enough confidence to like share what he was making with people. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, that eventually morphed into being the first album, Horn of Plenty. Yeah. Which is, yeah, fantastic. And I, I mean, I fully admit I didn't listen to that album all the way through. Yes, yeah, it's, it's cool. It's very um, kind of lo-fi, mm-hmm. yeah, acoustic-y. And, and so, uh, yeah, then I sort of went through a few other albums and there's a lot of tracks on Yellow House, I think, that are sort of jazzy. There's like some jazzy mm-hmm. piano things happening in there. Yeah, so that that's and, a great uh, album. That's kind yeah. of where I would start. Yeah. If I was going to say like I am here actually on this show saying you should start with Yellow House and then go on from there. Shields, Mm -hmm. um, Becca to Mist, Mm -hmm. Morning Sound, Onward and Upward. Um, But I'm kind of coming with this group, I'm kind of coming from the the, the more recent end. Mm -hmm. Um, Because I I really like that that mashup of all their, uh, you know, all their instruments firing on all cylinders, all mashing with that that cool texture and stuff, as opposed to... The beginning where it's more folky, chill, yeah, singer songwriter almost type vibe. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. that's just what I like mm-hmm. about these guys. Definitely. Yeah. Um, so that's where I'm coming from. Yeah. But yeah, it's it's psychedelic pop, folk rock, experimentation. Um, Daniel Rawson is a great guitar player. Mm-hmm. I I just think he does really cool stuff with m- cool melodies, cool textures, mm. and just great you know guitar production. Yeah. And then Christopher Bear, he's like an awesome jazz drummer, mm-hmm. like very good. And especially in um, Painted Ruins, mm-hmm. that album that has Morning Sound on it, you could you can hear you know, all yeah. these ghost notes, just cool rhythms, super cool yeah. kind of intricate drums. Which is actually, we can talk about that a bit later, interesting how they wrote that stuff, which is why some of the drums are prominent. We'll talk about that in a bit. Pause. <laughs> Pause on that. <laughs> Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So what else we, what else we talking about? Um, I mean, so he came up with that album and then basically they started to form after that. Yeah. So it was, 
there's two Chris's in the band, Chris Taylor and Christopher Bear, and they were making music together, I think. Um, Chris Taylor's bassist. Yeah. Is that right? Yeah, I think so. And uh, and they were making music under the moniker, uh, the name of, let me see, uh, Department of Eagles, mm. which I haven't heard their stuff, um, but they were saying it was kind of a joke the whole project originally mm -hmm. um they said because at the time when they made it they didn't know how to play any instruments so they did a lot of sample based trip hop kind mm -hmm. of things um and that's they were making that stuff and then uh daniel rosen when he moved to new york he met those guys somehow and started playing and he became a part of that department of eagles project as well kind of thing and so it was through that that um you know, Christopher Bear was new Ed Drosty. He'd like played some drums on the first album. And then Ed Drosty was at that time thinking about wanting to uh, bring it live, like the project live. It's like mm -hmm. an actual band kind of thing. So he looped in the other Chris. And then eventually they were like, oh, this other guy we've been playing with, Daniel <laughs> Rosen. Let's bring him in as well. And, and Daniel Rosen said it was crazy because he didn't, he hadn't played live at all um, at that point. Um, he'd just been making music himself and, and, uh, and so, yeah, it was kind of a little bit daunting, I think for him to, um, join the group, mm -hmm. but he said, as soon as they had their first rehearsal, they originally, they immediately re realized they had this kind of chemistry, like as a group kind of thing and that it was going to be cool kind of thing. And he said, I think literally after that, they went on tour and he said it was funny getting to know like being on tour with like a, basically a stranger. He didn't know who Ed Drosty was at all. It was mm -hmm. like getting to learn who he was whilst they were on tour. <laughs> That's an experience. That's fun. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, yeah, it goes to show, I think basically these guys kind of fell into this. Like none of them, I don't know if any of them really were like, I'm trying to be a professional musician. Yeah. They both, yeah, all said that. Or at least I've heard Daniel and Ed say I, that. Yeah. I think yeah. at least yeah. two or three yeah. were definitely like, I'm not intending to just be an awesome band, yeah. but we all kind of grouped together and this happened. I think that's what Daniel said. It was like he, yeah, he didn't have any intention to be a professional musician, didn't think it was on his radar, but the two Chris's were really serious about doing stuff. So uh -huh. it kind of rubbed off their energy of being serious about it, rubbed off on him. Kind Which of is cool. Like, yeah. I mean, I love how it happened naturally like that. Yeah. It wasn't so contrived, like, we need a bass player. I'm going on tour. Right. I need this, I need that. Like that guy just, Ed just started making music yeah. and things fell into place. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, that's awesome. Just kind of following that energy from the universe, yeah. brought everything together and made it happen. Yeah. And these guys are putting in good hard work, making really good music. Yeah. And they said their first shows were crazy. He said they would like have 10 minute long songs. Mm -hmm. He said they'd be down on the floor, head down, drenched in reverb or something like that. Yeah, just like, what do you call that? Like, uh, <clears throat> isn't there a name for that? Uh, shoegazing? Kind of shoegazing, uh, yeah, I guess, yeah, kind like of, just yeah. like messing with your pedals down yeah, there, yeah, yeah, yeah staring yeah. at the ground, <laughs> yeah. But um, and also uh, apparently there were some strange links to famous-ish people. Well, not really famous people, but I guess. Well, Ed Drosty's uh, grandfather was the head of the music department at Harvard. Yeah, so, yeah. And also, there's another Ed Drosty, who's his second cousin, who's the co-founder of Hooters restaurant chain. <laughs> really? Yeah. Okay, I never would have guessed that Which is connection. weird. And then on Daniel Rosen's side, his grandfather was a movie director, 
and he did the uh, the Paul Newman movie Hustler. I think nice. I think which is the pool one maybe about the the pool player. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, old black and white. I'll movie. take your word for yeah. it though. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Just, as, as far as I got, um, I mean, we're just talking about the band members, I guess. Yeah. A couple things I got on Ed Drosty. Um, he would go to his grandpa's house on Cape Cod every summer, mm-hmm. and yeah, I think that's where you get some musical kind of inspiration. I think his his grandparents and parents were, you know, yeah. influenced by music like so many people are, and he just yeah. kind of got that inkling, which started to lead him down that path. I don't. Yeah, he said his so his grandfather was the yeah head of music department at Harvard, which is crazy. Yeah, that's crazy. And his mum, Edrosti's mum, was a music teacher in his high in his elementary school mm-hmm. and I, he said one of his aunts plays cello as well so. yes but yeah he said so basically going to his grandparents house every summer he was just surrounded by music mm-hmm. all the time growing up but again like he said like, none of that really made him feel that he would have a career in music in any way which is kind of interesting so mm-hmm. but yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I i don't know what college ed drosty drosty went to but he went to college Mm-hmm. And then uh, after that, he was kind of, uh, you know, a little bit lost yeah. in who he was or what he wanted to do. Yeah. Um, and that's when he started making that music, that first album, Horns of Plenty. Yeah. Horn Horn of Plenty or is it Horns? Horn of Plenty, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, cool. But yeah, yeah he said he was just, you know, diddling around with these songs until something came up, like we'd mentioned. Yeah. Um, and then that was kind of the genesis as far as Ed Josty's story. Um, one thing he said was like failure, friction, and frustration are all good for creativity. Yeah. And that was kind of some of the feelings that he was going through. What did he say? Failure, frustration, and what? And what was it? Friction. Friction. Mm. And okay. I don't know if it was the heat of the moment. He just used a lot of F words. <laughs> F bombs. Not, not, not the <laughs> F bomb, but he dropped a few F bombs. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I don't know. I didn't get a yeah. lot of other... Um, Backgrounds on the other band members, to be honest. No. Uh, Drosty also mentioned this artist called Liz Fair, P-H-A-I-R. Right. Um, she had an album called Exile in Guyville, I think. Um, he brought that up because he said the lyrics that she was talking about were kind of overtly sexual, sexual and kind of naughty lyrics mm-hmm. kind of thing. He was sort of drawn to that. He said kind of as a closeted young gay guy and like live, living vicariously through her lyrics or something like that yeah i haven't heard that album i'm not sure what the music is like but no it sounds uh, it's probably yeah. pretty good yeah. I've, I've heard that name mm. i hadn't at all actually i no, think so. it's at least vaguely familiar unless i'm yeah. thinking of somebody else but something to check out later yeah, yeah. let us know what y'all think yeah. got any cool tidbits about that yeah um and then what do they go from there what's the next record um in 2006 they had two okay yeah so i mean we didn't yeah. say at the beginning but these yeah. guys have like i don't know seven or eight records out yeah a bunch of singles yeah they've toured extensively yeah um you know i don't know i think they got a lot of accolades and yeah. critical reception yeah um and like you said that that two week song off of uh vectimist yeah vectimist is you know it did really well yeah yeah definitely catchy and, tune yeah yeah um da, 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 da. yeah so yeah where are we at so yeah 2006 they had sorry for the de- delay an album that came out and also yellow house came out that same year as well um it was kind of prolific i don't know i have two two albums in one year which is like 
is what they've said on different sites. That's that was the release schedule kind of thing. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So horns of plenty. Yeah. And then what was the next one called? I'm trying to look at it. Sorry for the delay. Sorry. And then well, the second uh, one in that year though. Uh, Yellow House was the. Oh, and then then one. that is yeah, Yellow yeah. House. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, for me, Yellow House is where they really started to kick it off. Yeah. And I think that was their first when they got signed to Warp Records as well. Mm -hmm. So like, so Yellow House was like 2006. Yeah, um, yeah, it was named for Drosty's mother's house mm -hmm. where it was recorded. Yeah, was so that in Cape Cod as well? I think. That? Yeah, I yeah. think. I think I heard some stuff about them, or usually, or Martha, Texas. They mentioned as a place that they go to a lot to record as well. I think, um, but I saw that. So. I don't know. I don't know. Whatever. We're, we're horrible matter. at this job, at our own jobs that we made up. Uh, should we play a track <laughs> off Yellow House, though? Um, yeah. Or, uh, yeah. Um, easier or Knife? Um, easier. That's the first track, right? Yeah, I think so. Yes. I think it the is. first track off that album. Yeah. Listen to it. So, I mean, these guys just go go pretty deep on the, I don't know, the vibey, psychedelia, you know, thing that they got going on. Nice. started out very kind of jazzy mm -hmm. sort of oh, i can't describe that like yeah like folk jazz yeah like old like kind of stuff like yeah. you would hear in the 40s or something like that yeah, yeah. and there was an old banjo too mm -hmm. that gives it that kind of you know rustic country yeah. feel yeah, yeah but you know pretty cool what they're doing with all these um Lots of elements, yeah. <clears throat> yeah, all these just different like acoustic sounds, mm -hmm. and it it makes it's really beautiful. It sounds like a like a wind chime, mm -hmm. you know, like just jingling and jangling yeah, yeah, yeah. into a, like a nice soft folky cacophony. Ah, love yeah. it. That's a description right there. There it is. <laughs> all right, that's a TikTok. Now you're a journalist. <laughs> Got it. Finally, because I was making giving myself a bad name. Um, one cool connection because mm -hmm. we were talking. Um, so during these. As far as I know, maybe I'm wrong. Let me know if I'm wrong. Mm -hmm. um, during these sessions at, I think it was Ed Drosty's mother's house, mm -hmm. um, they did re some stuff. They recorded a bunch of stuff that they didn't end up using. Yeah. And they came out with an EP. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure who was, I think it was Daniel Rawson was kind of the head of it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't even know well enough, but they came out with an EP called Friend mm -hmm. with yeah. some of this unreleased material. And one of the musicians that they worked with was dave longstreth from dirty projectors mm, yeah i was going to bring him up because uh chris taylor the other member 
of Grizzly Bear has actually produced albums for Dirty Projectors as well. Okay, so, so there's the full circle. There's the full circle right there. Connection made. Also, Chris Taylor was born in Seattle. So there you go. Oh, I did see yeah. that. I was. Yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah. But he's. He was born in like I'm just remember off the top of my head like 1980, so he's like 40. Yeah. Yeah. One. Yeah. And uh, Daniel Rosen was born in LA, but yeah, what we all said, they've all met in new york and now they've all sort of spread out again <laughs> yeah daniel States. lives in la um and, and ed lives in new york uh ed and one of the chris's lives in la i think daniel moved to upstate new york to be in like a rural setting oh yeah and he yeah. was saying he wanted yeah. to kind of yeah. experience the world outside of that yeah. bubble of yeah of the music industry and of the cities yeah that they're constantly in yeah um, so that's cool that, you know, trying to get that opposite perspective. Yeah. He said like in this day and age, like being a musician in a big city could be kind of, um, a little bit overwhelming in a, mm -hmm. in a way because you're sort of, everyone's trying to sort of strive for things or whatever. And mm -hmm. He also said about that as like, you know, uh, I think it's the thing with age as well. Like when you're younger, you're more hungry to do things and all that. And the older you get, the more chilled out you are and, like he says now we don't we're not even really trying to like strive for any kind of success we're just doing our thing <laughs> yeah like, yeah yeah i mean um, they've been prolific they've yeah. gotten a lot done yeah just with grizzly bear and with all their side projects yeah i remember in a couple of interviews they're like oh yeah we need to take a break from grizzly bear yeah. so we need to get our head straight and stuff and the yeah. interviewer's like well what did you do in the meantime yeah and they're like oh i worked on an ep yeah like oh, they're still doing music <laughs> stuff exactly still. still busting stuff out so yeah um, I like their work ethic. Yeah, and Yellow House, uh, they said, was the first time uh, that it included material that Rosen, Daniel Rosen had written as well. Um, and I think somewhere along the line, there was an album they did where they didn't use a lot of the tracks that he wrote, and he ended up releasing that under his own name. It's mm -hmm. like an EP sort of thing. Um, just kind of cool. Yeah, Yeah, and I, so. I think I listened to a little bit of it. I can't remember the name of the album or the group name, Yeah, but there was some cool stuff. Mm -hmm. that's reminiscent of grizzly bear type stuff obviously yeah um it just didn't make it on yeah it didn't drive with the other band members or it didn't quite fit yeah the style yeah, yeah. for whatever reason but still yeah. good stuff yeah, yeah um yeah but yellow house it's like overall a pretty great album it's it's mm -hmm. pleasant it's bold it's it's uh folky it's gentle i'm just like wrote a bunch of adjectives mm -hmm. um it's vast complex baroque Mm. experimentation mm -hmm. um spellbinding i wrote oh. um yeah and i think one of the things that they said it was if at least to them it felt like more of an escape from the world mm. rather than engaging with it mm. like kind of looking at it from outside perspective so mm -hmm. if that means anything to anybody no. but overall great well-rounded folky psychedelic indie album definitely yeah so good stuff there yeah. and then right after yellow house was vegetimist yeah in 2008 they so that. so yeah let's talk about vacuumist that's it's more yeah. it's this is where they're really coming into themselves as more of a you know a really a strong indie force yeah like they kind of proved themselves and broke into the got their foot in the door with the yellow house and then for me vacuumist was like yo what's up we're still right here mm -hmm. killing it yeah which like kind of elevated them to like heavyweight indie yeah uh you know entity yeah, it has like a more of a solid 
smoother production yeah. quality versus their other stuff. Even their stuff afterwards sounds different, mm -hmm. I think, than this album. Yeah, um, well, um, in yeah. a good way. Yeah, in a good way. Yeah. It's awesome. Yeah. So yeah. I, I, some more adjectives that I wrote down: catchy, straightforward. Um, yeah, I, don't know, I guess a little bit more subtle with the instrumentation, mm -hmm. like kind of chill, not total cacophony, yeah. wall of sounds type stuff. Yeah. yeah. Um, but subtle and refined tracks. Yeah. Great songwriting. Yeah. Uh, to highlight all of this, I think we should play that two weeks. Yeah. Uh, when I heard this, I was like, I heard this before. Nice. Okay, cool. <laughs> so here we go. certified bop yeah and you said it sounded like a can opening sound in there or yeah something. I, just, I, I, just, I had no idea what you're talking about for a while yeah it seems confusing like, like did you run out of beer What's yeah going like on? somebody get me a beer <laughs> or production assistance come on um no but I, yeah. I, I just noticed that during that song i've never noticed that before yeah even though i've heard this song many times yeah yeah uh, so i thought that was kind of cool i don't know if they actually used a can uh you know opening of a can yeah i don't know recorded yeah. but it reminded me of that yeah. Either way, yeah, a good song though. Yeah, it's got that kind of organy, yeah, piano, you know, keyboard synth thing going. Yeah, just holding down the fort. Um, apparently, Victoria Legrand is on backing vocals for that. Mm -hmm. She's from a, a group called Beach House. <clears throat> I haven't heard oh. of. I think I've heard of them. Oh, Beach House! Sure. Yeah. Beach House is on my list to bring up for this yeah. show. There we go. Con mm. Connecting the dots. Uh, the synchronicities are too much sometimes. Yeah. And uh, uh, they also performed this on uh, David Letterman in 2008. Nice. Well. So like, 2008, though, that's a yeah. long time ago for this. Yeah. Because I discovered this stuff uh, 2018, maybe at the earliest. Right. Yeah. I thought that song, at least, was more recent. But right. No. Yeah. So there you go. These guys have been around for a minute. Yeah. I mean, formed in 2002. Yeah. I don't know if we said that. Yeah. Um, but, you know, that's almost two decades here. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. Good songwriting on that whole album. It's like more of that kind of thing. It's, it's just really good yeah, yeah. production, songwriting, well-rounded, chill music. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, stuff that's like poppy enough to be in movies and stuff to have like synced yeah. on shows or whatever. And then, yeah, yeah. you know, detailed and, you know, engaging enough to just listen to, yeah. you know, with your eyes closed. Definitely. So, good yeah. stuff. Yeah, and... uh so in 2008, in the summer, they managed to go on tour with Radiohead, which is crazy. Uh, so they, I think mo almost yeah. all the members in the band have like a relationship with Radiohead's music, yeah? Yeah, yeah. So that must have been obviously pretty exciting. Yeah. Yeah, they were, um, went on, opened up on uh, Radiohead's North American tour um, in 2008. When Radiohead was touring with what? <sighs> yeah, good question. Is that OK Computer or is that later? I think it would be later, like maybe in Rainbows. 
let's let's do a little quick fact check to get some context of what Radiohead were doing in 2008. That would be my guess. They had, yeah, it wouldn't have been OK Computer because that was earlier, I think, right? I remember doing covers of Karma Police in my band in like 99 or something. Yeah, like that. that's, <laughs> that's a great song and a yeah. great album. Um, oh, shit, what do they have? In Rainbows came out in 2007. Yeah. Oh, so that must have been it. Yeah. So that must have been, I mean, especially that's, I don't know, a lot of people would say that's their favorite album. I think. By Radiohead. Yeah, I mean, well, hmm. Yeah, that's, that's, a, that's a tough question. It's highly debatable. <laughs> that's a, I mean, OK Computer is a fantastic album, and I think that's what really set them apart from... Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, Creep was on their first album. That was pretty big. But, mm-hmm. but um, yeah, is it... What's the title track from OK Computer? It's almost like I would put put it in a... Um, the, the Paranoid Android? Yeah. I think that song is like up there with like Bohemian Rhapsody in terms yeah. of like complicated, big, pr- yeah, in terms, complex. In terms of epicness. Epicness. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, 100%. Yeah. It's wild. Yeah. It's still, Johnny Greenwood's one of my favorite guitar influences. Oh, yeah. And he just, he plays it so like beautifully, but melodically, but also like yeah. roughly. He's also really experimental. I see, like, he has samplers on stage and stuff mm-hmm. like that, and he's just doing all these weird. Well, those, those solos textures. and stuff in Paranoid Android sounds like it's an alien. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. I don't know, yeah. whack stuff. I love that. I yeah. love that whole album. Yeah, and I'm, Johnny Greenwood actually said on stage that Grizzly Bear was his favorite band at that time. Like, I did have I was that on to. <laughs> I mean, oh my gosh! Yeah, you know, to be in Grizzly Bear and to hear that—that's. That's like a dream come true. Yeah, and Chris Taylor said it was shocking and kind of unbelievable. It's still unbelievable. Um, you know, it's a huge honor for them. Um, and yeah, they just like, it's like a dream. Oh, that's mind blowing. Still a dream. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, what a cool, yeah. you yeah. know, accolade. Yeah. That's way cooler than, you know, Pitchfork giving you a best yeah. album or something. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, um, I mean, yes. Yeah. I mean, so that's, that's probably like the, the biggest highlight within there. Yeah, they they also wrote a couple of tracks for the Twilight movies. I think I'm not sure when those movies came out. Two thousand around that time, two thousand eight, two thousand nine. I don't know that something like that. Yeah, separate singles that didn't appear on Grizzly Bear albums. Um, there was a track called "Meet Me on the Equinox." I don't know if that was on any of their albums. Um, but yeah, that's just well, nice. That's a cool fun there. fact that I did not yeah. know. I haven't watched Twilight, and I. Don't really plan to. Um, <laughs> no need. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, but Robert Pattinson was in Twilight, and yeah, he's a good actor. He's, he's uh, been in a lot of cool stuff. Has his Batman movie come out yet? He's playing Batman. I don't think that's come out yet, but yeah. I would. I'm going to see that. Yeah. And I didn't even see the the Ben Affleck Batman one. Uh, I, I did. Just, I think. Yeah. I skipped that. Yeah, one. It was all right. Or yeah, I saw like a. Oh, we're talking about superhero movies. Yeah, now, now it's a Marvel podcast. <laughs> I, I talked about superhero movies and another thing because I went on a deep dive of like whatever was on HBO, all the Marvel things or whatever. The superheroes yeah. permeate our society one way or another. Yeah, yeah. They're part of our culture. Yeah. Deeply ingrained. It's the hero's journey. We all, we all have our own human superpowers though, you know? Yeah, exactly. We can do, have whatever we want. Yeah. Everything is energy. We can manifest and have anything we want very good yes it's true anyway um yeah 
So they I, had I, that album. Yeah, I don't know what's going on in between the time, but up basically from that point, 2012, they come out with Shields. Right. A new album, a new LP. Yeah. Um, kind of the same thing. Great mm-hmm. stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, and I'm saying same thing, like with a high standard. Yeah. yeah. Like they're continuing their upwards trajectory of, uh, you know, experimentation and and coming out with good solid music. Yeah. Uh, I think they were talking. I think it was uh, what's his name? Oh, I can't remember his name. Dresden, Dres, Dresden. In the band, Dennis. Oh. I don't know. Uh, you mean Daniel? Ross? Daniel. There was a D. I was like, what is it? <laughs> but he said it was like there's kind of tense times right in there, and yeah. I think this is coming off of that tour. Because yeah. this was in that writing process before 2012, while they were touring mm-hmm. extensively for Vecca to Mist. Mm-hmm. And it was, they were just like kind of done with the music industry for a second, just because they've been working so hard in touring and writing mm-hmm. and recording. And so he said it wasn't a really festive album to make. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they're still proud of it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, they were just a little burnt out mm-hmm. from being on the road. Yeah. So it's a little bit less finessed, maybe a little less detailed. Mm-hmm. Um, but the songs are still dense and gorgeous. Mm-hmm. Um, I think their songs on this album come off as pretty uniform and pretty simple, but still including all the things that Grizzly Bear does really well, yeah. like songwriting and you know texture. Yeah. So super solid. I'm not super familiar with this album. Yeah. As I as I am at least as much as Vecatomist mm-hmm. or uh, Painted Ruins. Right. Yeah. But good stuff. Yeah. Definitely. That's all I got on that album. Yeah, me too. <laughs> I mean, yeah, we could just um, we could just go by. I think, uh, yeah. Well, so like painted ruins, like, like, um, yeah. So they were like, I think uh, Daniel was saying about the writing process, like at that time, and I think Ed Drosty might have said this as well. Is that it's like always kind of a a momentous occasion that they can actually furnish an album they said because it's like right. takes a lot of effort and work and you know it's like can everyone's energies all align at the same time to mm-hmm. like do this thing um they said it's kind of a miracle <laughs> each time it comes together um that's that's crazy that, to see because yeah, yeah. if looking from the outside perspective you see these professional musicians that mm-hmm. have come out with so many good songs yeah. so many good albums yeah. gone on tour all these accolades and critical acclaim and and then they're not within themselves sure if they can keep doing it yeah every time they're yeah, like yeah. it's a brand new thing it's like our first album all again yeah can we do it yeah. what's gonna happen yeah and they don't they don't plan it yeah. i don't think they ever have a, a solid plan <laughs> for all of their albums even from the genesis of the out al- of the band in general yeah they weren't like let's do this let's we have a plan we're gonna be big we're gonna open it for radiohead one day right exactly. you know they, yeah. they're just kind of all they let it fall into place organically yeah they say that about the music yeah falls into place organically and i think it was like after shields that and maybe around that time they all moved you know like a couple of guys moved to la and mm-hmm. Uh, Daniel moved to the, the the rural part of upstate New York area kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was like, yeah, they said they were just kind of each working on thing ideas themselves mm-hmm. and then just kind of sending them to each other. And But it was also, they did kind of have a plan in this part of it because they said they weren't trying to share completed songs with each other they were just trying to share like ideas or like riffs and to allow someone else to hear that and then write 
you know, around that or extend that kind of thing. Not send um, a, an email of a whole. Yeah. Here's the drum part. Here's the bass part. And here's the guitar part. And here's yeah, the melody yeah. for this section. Yeah. Yeah. It was just like synth ideas or piano ideas. Mm-hmm. Um, we talked about the drums thing earlier on. And uh, apparently Daniel said he, uh, Chris, the drummer would come over to his house and they'd mic him up and they'd just record a bunch of drum ideas. Like that was it. And then mm-hmm. he'd take that and mess around with it and put stuff over the top of it, which he said was interesting because it allowed uh, Chris Bear, the drummer, instead of trying to work around a, an existing riff, um, it, instead he was able to do whatever he wanted to do and then they would like write a song around those drum rhythms and stuff like that. So, Which is cool because uh, that's yeah. kind of the opposite of like rock mm-hmm. music, speaking super vaguely. I feel like in rock usually you have like, oh, a cool guitar line, a, little, a cool riff. And then cool, put some some drums to it. Yeah. But then I feel like coming up with a beat and making music on top of a beat is more of a kind of hip hop yeah. influenced. Yeah, yeah. You know, which you know you can take that all the way back to you know African music and culture. Mm-hmm. But yeah. that's kind of a, the opposite that I can see, which I think is pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. Um, and obviously these guys and probably many of us music lovers can see how that could ignite more creativity yeah trying something from the opposite perspective definitely yeah yeah and allow you to come up with things you didn't yeah. you know think of before yeah or whatever which is something we should try too yeah for sure yeah yeah me and you jay we'll call some drum parts and that's send yeah. them out i think that'd yeah. be super dope i'd love yeah. to to put some stuff on some drums yeah so let's get on that but yeah this isn't the the jay and jesse podcast <laughs> it's roots to grooves we know come on um, get, get back to it we're talking about grizzly bear yeah and uh yeah, so that's the way they were writing this. And they said it took them like a year of doing that until they realized they were actually working on a new album. <laughs> yeah. So they, they weren't really planning on work. They were just kind of trying to take time out, like you said, away from the music industry and, um, you know, get their own lives nice and comfortable and in, mm-hmm. in order and stuff like that. Um, and yeah, and so, but eventually all of these various disparate parts came together and that's what formed. Painted Ruins, which came out in 20, what was it, 17 that came out? Painted uh, Ruins? I think you're probably right, yeah. yeah. I think that's right. Close enough, at least, Yeah, for, um, for us here on Roots to Grooves. Um, and their last album, I haven't released anything since then. but uh, Yeah, but that, this is like yeah. my main shit. Yeah. This is like, this is where I discovered them. Yeah. Probably because they had singles out yeah. with their, their, their rollout for Painted Ruins. Yeah. But this is where I kind of, I don't know, like the first album that I listened to all the way through and was like, okay, I'm going to get into this and see what it's about. Cause I'm inspired to listen to it. Yeah. And I'm not sure which I listened to first painted ruins or Vecca to mist. Cause mm-hmm. those came to me at kind of the same time. So it was kind of a bunch of both those albums mm-hmm. in the same kind of headspace, even though shields was in the middle of those. Um, but painted ruins is just so lush. Yeah. It's melodic. It, the texture is so, just gorgeous you can feel it mm-hmm. you can like you're in it yeah i feel like so it's a whole world it's a whole vibe yeah. and i just think it's really really good a lot of good drums a lot of good beats like i was saying um from chris taylor right he's the drummer uh chris bear no chris bear yeah. you're right you're right yeah. you're totally right <laughs> he's uh, the bear in busy <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah yeah but not a bear <laughs> but I don't, I don't, don't call him names <laughs> uh but yeah just really intricate guitar work mm-hmm. but no not a lot of wanking, you know, we've said that on the show before. Yeah. Not just like, oh, take this 20 bars and solo. Like it's all 
production stuff. Yeah. Um, so things coming in and out really intricately and you know complexly arranged. Mm-hmm. Um, there's there's not a lot of you know space where it's just like oh we're just rocking out mm-hmm. for five minutes. Like every there's every moment is a moment of the album, mm-hmm. and they I feel like they took care to make every moment like engaging Mm -hmm. and they do that really well that's one of the things that really drawed me into the album that it kind of sticks with you with like glue once you're once you you feel that it's like that's the whole album all the way through so really intricate stuff really cool beats a lot of um just really good dynamics Mm -hmm. so i think we should play a song off this yeah bad boy um the one i want to play uh play three rings and i think that does a good job of showing the intricate guitar work Mm-hmm. Good melody, texture, and really cool drums from Mr. Bear. Grizzly Bear from Painted Ruins. Yeah, love it, man, right? Yeah, that drumming reminds me a lot of Tony Allen, who was Fela Kuti's drummer. He also did a project with Damon Arbon called The Good, The Bad, and The Queen. I don't know if you've heard mm-hmm. that stuff. No, not at all. Yeah, that kind of shuffly right. drumming sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah, I like yeah. that. I'll, I don't know those names you just mentioned, <laughs> except for Damon, but. Right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'll check that out because that's yeah. I like that kind of stuff. Yeah, Tony Allen, he passed away, unfortunately, a couple of years ago. But yeah, he was like a real good, funky drummer sort of thing. He nice. like, did some stuff on Air as well, I think, on an Air okay. album. Yeah, so. Okay, so yeah. he's he's got yeah. some. Yeah, yeah. Um, some talent. I don't yeah. know. I don't yeah. know what I was say. Some <laughs> accolades. Exactly. But that's awesome. <clears throat> Great. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, that's one of the songs that got me into grizzly bear yeah just how the the intricate texture how things are layered yeah the guitar melody the vocal melodies how it all just kind of blends together the the sonic depth of it all Mm -hmm. um you know the yeah the drumming that kind of shuffly type thing just really cool energy yeah yeah. um and it just really hits for me i don't know what to say about it yeah yeah i think it speaks for itself is what i'm saying i gotta definitely go back and spin these albums and just chill, Mm -hmm. chill with them for sure. No, hundred percent. This yeah. is one that I would. Yeah, I said start with Yellow House, but this is also one that you would start with and just. It's yeah. like it's jumping into the the deep end of the pool. Yeah, yeah. And you're just kind of enveloped in it, and you become part of it, and hopefully you can learn something from it. Damn journalists, uh, <laughs> lines. Just writing some copy. You should apply for a job at Pitchfork or something. <laughs> ah, maybe it one day. Maybe Pitchfork can apply to a job at. Roots to Grooves, how about that? <laughs> there you go, yeah. That's okay. good. <laughs> um, yeah, so that and was... that's their last album. That's their last album. And uh, since then, again, they've been taking a break again. And uh, and in 2020, Ed Drosty announced that he's leaving the band to go to school to become a therapist. That's crazy. Yeah, so uh, he was like the main 
He started it. He yeah, started and, then, it. and now he's not in there. And now it's just the three of them. But those three guys also have the Department of Eagles. So it's like, <laughs> they're just like, we have two bands now with the same members. What's going on? Um, yeah. Hmm. Maybe he'll come back. I don't know. He, maybe he just needs time out to do his thing. Maybe they'll come back with another album at some point. Yeah, maybe he doesn't need to become a therapist. He just needs to go see a therapist. Maybe. <laughs> He's like, maybe I'll just learn the skills to become a therapist. <laughs> Give myself therapy. I'm, I, uh, but I'm, we're joking, but yeah. good for him. Yeah, yeah. Like, try something new. Yeah. Uh, they did a lot of work with, Ed specifically did a lot of work with Grizzly Bear, and they yeah. came out with a lot of good stuff. Mm -hmm. If people feel like they need to change it up, then I fully support. Yeah, I mean, they've been had a long career, like almost 20 years, right? Right. So, and... Yeah, and they were saying that, you know, the music industry's changed a lot now as well, like where it's about individual songs or whatever. And mm -hmm. They said they don't really like dropping too many songs because they feel like it's out of context with mm -hmm. the album. Like you have to hear it in context with the album, but that's like their way, their preferred way of doing things. But they realize people don't listen to music that way anymore. And yeah. Also, I think like Daniel Rossum was saying that there's kind of a lack of music curation now, like... Um, you know, back in his day, it would be like going to the record store and they'd be super knowledgeable about the music they were selling in there and they would like suggest things and he'd come out with like a stack of CDs and stuff mm -hmm. like that. And, you know, where he's like now, I think Ed Drosty was like, oh, people tell him it's all about the playlists. Like you have to get on the playlists. And he's yeah. like, well, I've never heard anyone come to me and say they discovered this on a playlist. <laughs> mm -hmm. But interesting because i mean it's kind of like what we're trying to do here at signal is curate things as well like mm -hmm. uh at least with the show i do the drop and then the radio station you know it's about trying to curate stuff I, and I, help people find things rather than just you know just a, bunch, a bunch of stuff pick something yeah yeah leave it just yeah. you know, throw them to the wolves yeah, yeah. i feel like signal radio is like you know a music sifter just throw a yeah. bunch of stuff in this pot and we'll shake it up for you guys and <laughs> the good stuff will be staying in here. All right, okay. You're going to write the press releases okay. and then we'll have to right. get you. <laughs> I just, bro, I'm just expanding, exploding with ideas. Yeah. I'm a, yeah. I could be a copywriter. I think yeah, I could yeah, do that. Yeah. Right, yeah, yeah. Like writing not that much, but yeah. few words. Few words, but powerful. Few words, words big meaning. That's the name of your agency. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> Let us know if you, you guys want to have any agency. Copywriting like services for yeah. big words, small, few words, big meaning. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the hottest new uh, journalism. Yeah. Uh, uh, what do you call them? What do you call it? Like a, like a lawyer, a group of lawyer group? Firm. Yeah, firm. Firm. Copywriting yeah. firm. I don't yeah. know. There you go. Yeah. We're working on it. It's a work in progress. Thank yeah. you for your patience. Yeah. Uh, Grizzly Bear. That's all I got on them. Yeah. That's about it. We'll Dope. see what happens. I feel like the other members are going to do some stuff anyway, even if they don't release another Grizzly Bear. They might come out of a few solo albums here and there, maybe yeah. or something like that. I don't uh, get the impression that they're done, even with the no. departure of Ed. No, yeah. Uh, and I hope not. Yeah. But more power to them. Do whatever you guys want. Yeah. Full yeah. support. Yeah. We don't want any of these musicians to be you know, slaves to the music industry. Yeah. I think it's like, yeah, also you get to a certain point in your career, like Radiohead. Where you know they can make an album at some point, they're just like they're not in any hurry or rush or whatever. It's like you know oh. they've made it; they can just make it in their own time, sort of thing. <laughs> you know, yeah, which is even so, better. Yeah, yeah. hopefully, if, yeah. if 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 they line up with yeah with what 
what they've created themselves. Yeah. If they yeah. can, now they have the power and the, the freedom to do what they want and hopefully continue to do stuff, but with their own, you know, complete freedom and creativity and not so many bands are as lucky as Radiohead to get to that point. Yeah. But, you know, Grizzly Bear is pretty much at that point. Like, I wouldn't yeah. say they're really as near big as Radiohead. No. Um, no. But they're, a lot of the music is on par with music that radio has come out with you know what i mean yeah. like it, it's that engaging and yeah. and textured and just good yeah i guess I like can say as members they're not as famous like because if you think about bands like radiohead and that you can name some mm-hmm. of the members that are individually inf- influential to other musicians or whatever right whereas grizzly bear not so much but i think that's also by design because they don't want i think that's also going back to the early formation years of grizzly bear that's why Ed Josty wanted it to be a band and not a solo thing because he didn't like, yeah. didn't want the spotlight to be on him as a, a solo artist kind of thing. So, yeah, I think he said uh, he thought yeah. that was even weird. Like, yeah. I don't want to do that. Yeah. And I, 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 I feel like that too. Mm-hmm. I want to be involved with music in general, yeah. but I don't, I'm not going to ever be a singer-songwriter with an acoustic guitar at a coffee shop right. playing yeah. my <laughs> original songs. Yeah. yeah, That's not really a dream of mine. Yeah a dream yeah. of yours i support you and i'll come yeah. see you and i'll tip yeah at, at, a, at a winery or yeah why are you near you, you know, yeah yeah <laughs> do you we'll do we everyone does everyone <laughs> everyone's awesome and we love it yeah and uh that was roots graves that grizzly bear the grizzly bear edition yeah and so, i mean uh, yeah thanks yeah. for tuning in if you guys haven't got any cool facts fun facts not fun facts sad facts yeah um you know anything at all hit Questions, us up comments concerns <laughs> mostly we want people to be concerned with us because we are concerned with ourselves <laughs> most of the days yeah. um just, yeah hit us up with that email though roots to grooves at signalradio.com s-i-g-n-l radio.com uh or write a youtube comment as well whatever yeah leave a hate comment yeah yeah we're all about the haters <laughs> we love the haters when you get haters, you know you've made it. Yes, so, you know. yes, that's the yeah. that is the key. Yeah. Uh, but thank you for all the for downloading. Thank you for the yeah. comments. Mm-hmm. Um, if you like, hit the like. Yeah, hit the bell as well. Smash that! Smash what do they call it. that? Yeah. Smash that subscribe. <laughs> yeah, like hit your monitor. Like uh, just go. break your computer for us, and then buy a new one. And yeah. smash that again. No, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> We're not YouTubers, even though we're on YouTube. Yeah, but, no, you know, see, no. we're we're infiltrating. We're like, we're not supposed to be here, but we're here. Exactly. Nobody wants us here, but we're here. <laughs> Thank you for tuning in. This has been Roots to Grooves. I'm Jesse. I'm Jay, and I'm gonna play out with "Losing All Your All Sense." Losing all sense. Nice. From Painted Ruins. Grooves is a production of Signal Radio. 
For more music and independent culture, visit signalradio.com. That's S-I-G-N-L radio.com.